0: Hello. new japan pro wrestling crisps and pornography this podcast is a member of the voices of wrestling podcasting network visit voices to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews columns opinions and updates across the world of wrestling uh 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 Competition starting to get thick, it's the click, so i hope you watch your eight game, a mate, no rain from the track when we unite is This isn't a game, better bring your a game. a game. Competition starting to get thick,
1: it's the click, so I hope You watch your A game, a mate, no rain from the track
2: when we unite. Hey now it's the Mike and JD show, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God to Leave. It. How you doing, JD?
1: Fucking terrible, we lost, and I'm not happy. We finally got our top 10 ranking back because we had a really good tournament. Like our, our home tournament is freaking awesome, but we wrestled well. We beat three top 10 teams. Everything was going good. And today we completely shit down our legs. So fuck. I'm not Yeah.
2: <clears throat> well, that sucks. I'm, so- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear not that. Your- <laughs> it's not your fault.
1: I'm just, yeah. I had a good hour to stew on it on the drive home. So, oh, uh,
2: yeah. Well, no, nah, that sucks, man losing losing is like the the dirt worst and i know it's not like the same because you guys are like in competitive team sports but in the military we have like award season right so we do awards for like every quarter and there's like different categories and then we have like the annual awards so like for like the best of the year and then there's like different levels right so in the in the air force we have squadron which is like one section. And then if you went at the squadron level, then it goes up to the group level and then up to the wing level, which the wing would cover the entire base. Right. Um, And so I, I just won in my category for the year. So um, we're now going up to the group and I'm like, if I don't win at the group, I'm going to be so pissed, but I'm like trying to be like humble about it because like, I have like a reputation for winning a lot, but the annual I have not won the annual in a very long time at a very high level, so I'm like, open, I get it.
1: I mean, I don't think you can see it, but I've got my uh, Illinois assistant wrestling coach of the year award, and I was a three-time nominee and never won it. And the last time I was up and didn't win it, I drove. home I'm like, fuck this, man. I'm never fucking going to this stupid luncheon again. This is dumb. This is a waste of my fucking time. None of these fuckers like me, so they're never going to vote for me. I hate everybody. This is stupid. And then I won it in the year of COVID, and they just gave it away and didn't have to go to the awards banquet anyway. So yeah, and now I won it, so I don't need to win it again.
2: yeah i just i just uh i i competed at the pacific air forces level for a different award and uh, i lost and i was so mad and i was like why am i so mad that's a hard one to get and i'm like and then i was just like because you really are that fucking good you should have won it and nobody's seeing it yet so you need to you need to figure out a way to make them see it next year um and speaking of next year, um, I'm not gonna do happy new year type stuff because it's already the fourth. So I think that's illegal per Larry David. Like you get to the third to say that. So today I stopped saying it to people. But Fair. uh do you do do you do resolutions? Are you like a big new year resolution guy? No, I don't no. believe
1: in resolutions. If you wanna if you have changes you're gonna make, you're gonna make them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like- no, I'm so I I'm I'm the same way. Like if, if I ever waited to make uh to to change something, if I waited to January 1st, I wasn't gonna do it.
1: No, I'm the same thing. I think if I'm if I, I'm the kind of person if I want to do something different, I can do something different. My doctor says you got to lose a couple pounds, so I think I mentioned this last time. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna just because my biggest. I'm not a drinker, and I'm not. My diet's not bad, but I got this wicked sweet tooth, so I drink mm-hmm. way too much soda. And we fool ourselves into thinking, well, Coke Zero doesn't really. There's no calories, <laughs> so you don't really. You're not really gaining any weight, but that's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I'm on a 30 day just to, like challenge myself. I challenge my. I'll do that. I'll challenge myself. So I'm doing 30 yeah. days just drinking water.
2: Yeah. So I um I've had two Coke Zeros today. And I was like, in the afternoon, I was craving a so because at lunchtime, dude, I had a killer workout at lunchtime. Like I did, I did almost, almost 500 reps of uh, different types of abs. So like I That's had good. like four, well, I had like four different exercises that I was doing. i was doing sets of 25 and I got to almost 500. I pooped out I did uh did a hundred squats. And then I did a full uh, shoulder workout too. I tried to do the um using my smith machine to to do actual weight weighted squats but for some reason as i was doing like my second set and it was super lightweight because i haven't done them in a while because i had surgery on my balls so i i have not done anything like that for a while so try to get back into it today and i uh i tweaked my back going down on one of the squats was uh, just bad form i think because I you know I'm, I'm one of those guys i put a bench underneath me to so that way my butt hits the bench because if not i I am like a perpetual cheater when it comes to working out. If I can like still lift something and have bad form, I'm gonna go for it and say that I lifted it. So I have to like you're, force myself to not cheat. So for like squat, yeah. So for like for squatting, for squatting, I have to put the bench underneath me so I sit down on the bench. As soon as my butt touches it, I pop back up. But for some, maybe my feet weren't set or something. But I think I, I bent over like at the waist too much, and then I and then i came back up and i tweaked my back a little bit so i just uh, took all the weight off and did free weight squats
1: so um i have this a lot i have not lifted like free weights in a couple years my chiropractor says because um i have a lot of i'm I'm very dense like i'm about about 220 ish right now i'm pretty solid when it's you know a very thick muscle like i'm very stout, and my chiropractor is like you know you don't need to get bigger You know, you should probably just do like kettlebells and do circuits and stuff like that. So for the last year or so, I've been really, you know, doing kettlebell circuits and like circuit training and that kind of stuff. And I found that I wasn't getting hurt nearly as much, but I was trying to get my workout done before our tournament last week. And I tweaked my back just a little bit. And so I saw my contractor just the other day and he was like, yeah, man, you're a little tweaked here. You got to stretch. I'm like, I know time, blah, blah, blah. And then he also diagnosed me with plantar fasciitis. You know what that is?
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, My fucking foot hurts. So I took the week off of working out and just like took the dog for some hiking, like cause the family's been gone. So this has been a low key week for me working out. So, I, but yeah, so I get this, yeah. this is the kind of talk you guys come here for, right? Mike and I listen. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Well, you know, ba- banter is important though. Like I like, uh, as Joe Lanza would say, bring the audience in, let them get to know you and then they will support you more. And honestly, JD and I have not talked to each other in two weeks. So this no. is just, this kind of catching up.
1: Catching <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. We, yeah
1: how was the holidays
2: good man um so i i talked about i i dropped a brace for impact so quick plug uh patreon.com slash the mike and jd show i dropped a new brace for impact yesterday um because we finally got some tna news to talk about so there was like a bunch of stuff that was i was like letting it build up over time that way i actually had stuff to talk about instead of just trying to stretch out like a nothing subject i actually went and um And, you know, let some stuff build up. But um, yeah, I I, I took a military space available flight. So um, over to California, and then I took one back. And it was a cool experience. My family had never been on a military plane they were They were quite shocked to jump onto a c five uh, super galaxy and uh, the largest plane in the Air Force, and to walk into the cargo bay and see half a dozen uh, military assault trucks um, on there. Like they're you know like they're like the new style humvees that the military has. They're like state of the art type of stuff. Uh, that are that are getting ready to go over uh, to a deployed location. So we were on that aircraft that was carrying those things, <laughs> and so it's like, well, nobody knows that uh, that's how uh, the Air Force actually transports vehicles. We just put them, we drive them up onto a plane and fly them, and uh, and then they had to climb stairs up to a second floor to get onto um, to get to our seats. And like you know, they had like seventy some odd seats, and there's only ten of us on it. So a lot of people were just kind of like sprawled out in the aisleways. The seats fold down in front of you, so you can just kick your feet all the way out, and that's it was free. Bad. So that was. Yeah, that was like the best part. It was like free free flights. So um you got to deal with some noise and, um you know, there's no windows on the plane. So you can't really see what's going on. But you just chill. I watched Batman Returns and uh, I had a Ooh, good time. Yeah,
1: that's a good one. It's eight, I think it's yeah. aged decently.
2: We uh are
1: yeah. very low key here. A lot of practice family. My family is away for the week. They're staying at my father in law's farm up in Wisconsin. So it's just me me yeah. and the dog hanging out. So yeah, just practice. Yeah. And we start school Monday. So I'm looking forward to going cool.
2: back. Cool. Well, uh, thanks everybody for checking us out right here on the voices of wrestling, YouTube and the voices of wrestling podcasting network. Uh, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. Um, so thank you for joining us. Um, and yeah, we, we took, la- we took last week off just cause I was traveling. I was in California, but we did uh, drop a pretty cool show where we put together. Uh, I did a twofer, a, uh, an overtime double shot. We did Black Scorpion and I believe Bill Watts. And uh, I yeah. put that out there for everybody on the Voices of Wrestling. So um, thank you for checking that out. I did pretty decent numbers, despite the fact that it was classic content. Um, but that's been on our Patreon for a long time. So go to patreon.com slash the Mike and JD show. Um, JD, I sent you a big list of shit that we have to talk about because it's been a couple weeks. So we can't really spend too much time on every single subject. Um, and then I actually updated it since then because I was like, I was like, "Oh shit! I forgot that." I not only did I watch most of Raw on Monday, like The Rock was there, so I, I think we have to talk about The Rock too at some point. So I added him to the list. Um, but if we get to if we get to go too long, then we'll, we'll cut out some subjects and uh, maybe save it for another time. But I figured we start the show off with um, something that we've been talking about here for a while. Um, JD, where did you first hear that Adam Cole, Wardlow, The Kingdom, and Roderick Strong were going to be the Devils?
1: I believe we said that on this show some eight weeks ago.
2: Yeah, we I, I mean, like we we fucking nailed it now. Yeah. Now, AEW, you know, they weren't really doing a good job of hiding the fact that that was who it was. right? No, but- <laughs> no.
1: we pay attention to the show like they told you who everyone was going to be for months, almost since day one. Like, I don't know, man, this storyline really kind of went over like a fart and I'm kind of I'm kind of glad it's done. You know, yeah. we still got to like with any fart, you got to deal with the stench that's left behind after a little while. But, you know, we didn't shit our pants. So I guess that's good.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, what What did you think of the of the big reveal? Because I got to be honest, I like and maybe because I had been kind of like shitting on it for a while. and I knew exactly what it was I like. And the way they did it is exactly how I envisioned it with like small details. It's was like, OK, the lights are going to go out and it's going to be cool. Right, because they they have to do the lights out thing, because you know, fucking God, God forbid we can't stop doing ECW gimmicks from nineteen ninety six. But okay, so we still did the lights out thing, and I was I was pretty underwhelmed with even I was like, with the whole reveal, I was like, okay, well, if they have a good reveal, maybe they can turn this thing around. But I thought it was shit.
1: So I'm gonna be honest with you, we had a. This is the I. We had a tournament on the 29th and thirtieth, and it was at our place and we had to, you know, set up and take down. So it was super busy. So um I wasn't able to watch the pay per view live and the feedback was so meh that I, mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. It's the first AEW pay per view that I missed. And um I only watched it stuff on YouTube clips or on Twitter. So um I don't know. I guess it came off about as about as good as it could expect it, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, I just say not I'm... very good. No, yeah, right. never good. I'm just, I'm just super glad that it's over, um, and uh, that we can finally move on. Looks like MJF is going to be out for a while because, as a, again, as we called right here on this show, um, Samoa Joe is your new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. We've been predicting it for weeks. Um, it finally came to fruition. Uh, BOGO Max is gonna be taking some time off. Um, yeah, he's still doing his stupid war of twenty-four gimmick where he actually like he's been removed from the roster page and all like they're they're really working that deal, trying to make us think that he hasn't been re signed for a couple of years now. But um You know, you know who told us Max was re signed with AEW? WWE. Yes, yes. They and they I don't think they're lying about that. <laughs> no, they would love to kill the gimmick, right? yes
1: they did kill the gimmick. they would love it to be real and steal another one like they would love to take yeah. the most recent another most recent aw world champion and bring him over but yeah they're not playing along i don't know why i don't know like everything with max just went out with such a whimper right like the AEW like ratings were down today because you know quite frankly the tournament's over right the tournament yeah. was a draw it worked so i'm mm-hmm. sure that pat buck can cry because people actually wanted to watch wrestling and Jimmy Jacobs, who who managed to fuck up the pay-per-view in a way that only, only Jimmy Jacobs could. So, you know, you guys get to do your shitty bullshit. But, you know, I'm very sorry, guys in the room, but people actually wanted to watch wrestling. I know yeah. that
2: hurts. Yeah. You know, and i I, I got to say, you know, i said this before, but I just feel so bad for the casuals, you know? I just feel really bad for them that uh, they had to endure wrestling on a wrestling show. And uh, mm-hmm. not everything was spoon fed to them and explained to them like they're fucking babies, um, and uh, I just feel really bad for them because that's who I care about. There's nothing that that
1: quote-unquote wrestling fans like to do more than bitch about the phantom people that they make up in their head, <laughs> right? Because mm-hmm. AEW has no casual fans, and I'm tired of them saying like, and you always know, here's how you know that AEW is doing a good job <clears> is when the bad faith Twitter people start complaining about it. Right when the Julian Weeks' of the world start telling you that you know oh you know this is getting bad then then you know they're onto something and it's working because AEW yeah. should be completely different than WWE and when they're trying it, to be like WWE they're bad
2: yeah and that and when they're trying to be like WWE we get this is spooky chance on a fucking wrestling pay per view with a a monster and a young lady with a witch's hat doing coven type stuff like that's that's what we get whenever they're trying to be like wwe um, jimmy fucking jacobs oh yeah.
1: uh, sorry king of the north here to make sure jd hasn't lost his mind since it turned 2024 you missed the beginning of the show i bitched about wrestling for a good minute and a <laughs> half so already yeah. did yeah <clears throat>
2: yeah yeah, but um, you know, so I I did I did get a chance to to watch most of the pay per view. Um, I'll be honest, like, look, I don't care if people tell me it was a five star classic. I ain't watching what's her name, Julia Hart versus Abaddon, and this is Spooky no. Chant. Like, I'm just I'm just not gonna do yeah, that. Like, I'm done. Like, I'll, I'll I'll be honest, I'm not above a whole lot of things in this life, but I'm above watching that. Let's, like, I'm too good for that, right?
1: Mike, the entire reason this is called the Mike and JD Show and not Brace for Impact is because I lost it. I lost it on the air when Taylor <laughs> Wilde was dealing tarot cards during a match. Yeah. And then Jimmy Jacobs went and ruined that whole thing. God, if there I could just personify everything I hate about pro wrestling into Jimmy Jacobs. <laughs> he might not even be responsible for half the shit that I hate, but it's just very convenient for me to look at that guy and blame him mm-hmm. for everything. You that know, he really
2: second. He really is a modern-day Vince Russo, right? And I and yeah, what and 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 maybe maybe that's Maybe he's getting a bad rap, like maybe he shouldn't be compared to him. But I, the reason why I'm comparing him to Vince Russo is because everything that sucked in TNA got blamed on Vince Russo. Mm-hmm. And then it turns mm-hmm. out like he did have a lot of shitty stuff, but there was a lot of this other stuff that was like Jared and Mantel that they were actually booking. But when it shit the bed, like people were feeding it to the dirt sheets, like, like, like oh, no, that was Vince Russo's idea. And then he was like, he comes out later. he's like, wait a minute. Like, I had Not nothing you- to do with the last rights, last rights match between Abyss and Sting.
1: Not only was it like <laughs> fed to the dirt. but the crowd. very famous Very famously at a TNA show, there was a fire Russo chant. During
2: like, the the last rights match with the. It Bruce was during the King, last. King. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was fire yeah. Russo.
1: Here's what I want. And I'm trying to will this into existence. I really want a fire Jimmy Jacobs chant to bust out one day, but the AW fans are just too fucking nice. Like your wrestler joy people and stuff like that are just going to make sure that, that doesn't happen because everything has to be happy.
2: I yeah I, I think I think that guy is protected and it looks like it looks like you know AEW and Tony Khan kind of cleaned house a, you know with a lot of their OGs like they they let go a lot of VPs you know VP of different divisions and things like that like Kevin Sullivan and Raphael Murphy and Dana Massey mm-hmm. and and all these other people and like uh, Jimmy Jacobs is kind of his right hand man he's on the private jet he's doing storylines with him booking all the shows and Sanjay Dutt and Pat Buck are like right there with him and a lot of the the originals like QT Marshall you know he's out you know obviously Cody left a long time ago but like a lot of the people that kind of built the company are out of the way and now he's got this this uh whole new this whole crew of people um and and it, and it appears that at, it's it's very much a roller coaster ride where when before it was like you know like 85% awesome all the time, right? But you still had you know you still had some wacky shit, but the wacky shit was like like it wasn't so bad that it would overtake the rest of the show to where that's all you were talking about, like at by the end of it. It was just kind of silly stuff on the ender card that nobody really cared mm-hmm. about. It was just kind of fun stuff for people to, to do, right? But the rest of the brand right the but the wrestling was so fantastic you just you just didn't get mad about it you just didn't care but now it's kind of closer to 50 50 almost with exception of the last month or so when they did the Continental of yeah. classic where that really overtook everything but this last pay-per-view where they said everything was going to change and we're going to be back to the way we were we did get that with i think like four matches and then like the rest of them were just kind of like okay and then there was like three that were like just really bad you know um a couple things what the fuck did you expect when you put abaddon
1: on the show right
2: yeah but you know what but when they hired jimmy jacobs that's exactly what i expected what happened i I, I fucking like we called it we called it right yep. here like we're, we're going that's the shit that we're going to get and that's exactly yeah, and what's happening
1: here's what happened like i'm saying i just all i want is to be the best okay in my perfect world i'm at a show in chicago and a fire jimmy jacobs chant breaks out perhaps i have the guts to start that chant i don't know if it'll get, it'll catch on but he's awful he's absolutely terrible and i'm convinced he was behind the finish of the of i know i this is what broke me right as i'm on twitter right at the end of the tournament we're cleaning up i'm looking and this adam copeland christian match everyone's raving about it they're like this is great this is great this is great mm-hmm. and then they over dusted the finish and i'm like okay I'm done. And Bix was the best cuz Bix just tweeted a picture of Jimmy Jacobs and of course I had to tweet Jimmy <laughs> fucking Jacobs. And the, both tweets caught some fire. It was kind of fun. So yeah, no, that decided right there that I was not going to give AEW my money. I cannot When a friend has a problem, right? You cannot you cannot enable their problems. And right now they have a Jimmy Jacobs problem. And I cannot yeah. let to I cannot enable Tony Khan's bad habits. Like yeah. I'd rather have him more cocaine and less Jimmy Jacobs.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of AEW fans need to go to Al-Anon, you know, like WrestleJoy, like because they're very codependent. Uh mm-hmm. there's like they they show up to those pressers afterwards and like uh, their hard-hitting questions are like, "Hey, what's it like being so great at everything?"
1: Can you believe I worked for these people for a year and a half? I can't believe it lasted <laughs> that long. I can't believe it. I can't believe they didn't fire me long before that, before they eventually. Yeah.
2: did. Yeah. We, we don't have to mention what the articles were, but there were a couple articles that you tried to write that they turned down. Right. Cause you're, they were like, no, not this was a, uh, this was slightly negative, not positive, negative. Yeah. Not positive <laughs> enough. Yeah. Was, yeah.
1: Dared, <laughs> dared not to worship at the altar of Cody Rhodes. It's yeah. So,
2: you know, I feel like we're getting a little bit of a reset. Uh, I thought uh, Dynamite overall was pretty good, despite the fact yeah, that the ratings was. were a little bit low. They're establishing some new characters. They're pushing, you know, Swerve as to to be a top guy. I think we're going to get Swerve and Hangman again, which I, which I'm all for. I think I think that's awesome. Um, and so, you know, I think the ratings will probably dip a little bit while we continue to, you know, get over some new stars. But I, I think it's a necessary it evil. Yeah, it is. But-
1: King of the North says, which is worse, Russell Joy or Steve Fall wanting to touch John Cena at the presser? I'll pick on Russell Joy. They're nice people. Steve Fall yeah. is a virus that needs <laughs> antibiotics.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah steve fall is very much like uh julian weeks he's i'm gonna get to it later but he started a rumor on twitter and i don't know how people picked up on it but it's uh you know we'll we'll go ahead and get into that we'll 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 flex a little bit we will flex because i i I touched on on brace for impact yesterday so steve steve fall dipshit uh you know we should have had this ready for for bad tweets but steve fall you know is doing some math here right because um tna uh, their new TNA plus streaming app is, is under the Endeavor banner, right? Which means they hired Endeavor to manage their app, right? And Endeavor obviously owns WWE. So, um, so you got, you got that thing. Then Triple H goes and says that he has a big announcement today and that he, they're going to have like a live preview show of the, of the upcoming year on Peacock. Right. And, and then also, uh, TNA said that it hard to kill their, you know, worlds will collide at hard to kill. Right. So he puts one plus one plus one and gets to seven. And <laughs> all of a sudden starts to think th- and put out there in the ether that maybe WWE is buying TNA <laughs> or that maybe, maybe WWE and TNA are going to have like a working relationship or like a, a partnership, much like they already have with all Japan, which isn't the case, which that was never the case. So you just kind of threw yeah, kind of threw that out there, and then all of a sudden people started to buy into it. And next thing you know, we had like a day and a half. Thankfully, Mike Johnson, who despite the fact that his dipshit partner and the owner of his website, Fuck Face Dave Sure, uh, is an idiot. Mike Johnson's decently respectable when it comes to what he puts out. Like you could pretty much trust that I uh, had to throw mm-hmm. some water. He's like, I don't know why I'm writing this, but people have been bringing up that there's a rumor that WWE is buying TNA. Um, this has nothing to do with TNA or WWE. They have nothing to do with each other.
1: <laughs> See, and this is what the wrestling fans are so fucking dense. Like anytime it goes up, we're gonna have news coming up. It's going to, they think it's like this earth shattering shit. And the reality is earth shattering shit just pops. There's no yeah. warm up to it. And what was the announcement? Triple H had, Money in the bank is gonna be in Toronto.
2: Yeah, it was very much like that fucking Tony Khan Wembley Stadium one where it was like, Oh, t- Tony, that was already announced. Now you're just telling us when the, the tickets go on sale. Like that was it was very much like a fart in church with Triple H today.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, but again, I don't blame him on this one because he was yeah. like, you know, he was two for he was one for two. So he's batting five hundred. He's like, there'll be a former raw champion on raw. And it was right, the rock. Hey, huge two, two yeah. I got a big surprise. You're buying TNA. No, wait a no minute. no we're going to toronto for money in the bank what the fuck is wrong with you people like and this is wrestling fans especially especially the ones who have some slight reputation Like, they're so fucking dumb like it just i can't and i didn't we go through this two years ago when mickey james was in the royal rumble
2: yes didn't we hear yes. the
1: same fucking thing and what happened with that mike which i again, two years ago on this show i said they're not gonna have a working relationship Mickey's no. in the rumble because Vince forgot she fired her.
2: Right. Mickey was in the rumble because up to that point, she had already been in every goddamn rumble that they had for women. Right. She had already been in them. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. And there was not a working relationship despite the fact that people were fantasy booking Roman Reigns versus goddamn Moose. <laughs> that did happen. That did happen. <laughs> yeah. B- Booker T was trying to book Moose in the Royal rumble and keep him strong. I'm just like, guys, y'all, y'all are crazy.
1: God, so like WWE doesn't want working relationships. They just want yeah. stuff. They just want what you have. They want to yeah. take it over. You know who's not happy about that is all Japan fans, quite frankly.
2: Well, you know, look they they brought over all they brought over Charlie Dempsey, who's Regal's kid, and this mm-hmm. very much looks like like Regal just trying to send his son over to Japan to get some more reps, right, and get him which in there with a guy like Nakajima, right? And Nakajima beat the fuck out of him.
1: Beat the fuck out of him because that's what Nakajima yeah. does. Um, mm-hmm. first of all, Nakajima is running the greatest gimmick in the world right now with he's all Japan. Best. He's 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 like Antonio Noki reincarnated, is his gimmick right now. He's doing yeah. all kinds of strong style stuff. He's got a lion on his jacket, like, he's the greatest troll in the world. And yeah, like, he's- the, the president of all Japan's like, Why are our fans hating us? Like, he couldn't yeah. figure out why because they want. No one in Japan wants anything, any pro wrestling. This is what WWE fans struggle to understand is that not everybody loves you, right? Like in Japan, there's a very functional scene that's existed independently of American pro wrestling for set for 70 years now. And they don't want you over there. And very quickly, they had to make sure that everyone knew they didn't have a WWE relationship by going and booking Takeshita. Yeah. So like, look, yeah. we're bringing in him. We don't we're not we're in bed with them. Although yeah. I'm sure they would have liked to, been until they realized that they're actually on the upswing and all Japan is, is they're kind of hot.
2: Yeah, they're, they're doing great. Uh, Kento Miyahara and uh, Nakajima, that match was fantastic. Um, and then I heard, I heard um, <clears throat> some people said that the Charlie Dempsey match wasn't that good, but I, I, I don't know. I heard from my cousin Joe and he was like that, that match was awesome. So uh, I'll be honest. I've not seen Charlie Dempsey wrestle, but I, you know I what? I think that. it's a good idea for you know nxt it's super smart to send people to japan for for a little bit you know what i mean i think that's a good idea and if they had something if they were trustworthy actors right and they could send somebody to japan for six months and then all japan could send somebody over there for six months i think that works for both sides but you just can't trust wwe to do that because every time they they create a partnership with one of these smaller promotions they swallow them and let them wallow and die that's like that's what happens so um, but it, it just, it very, yeah, progress and, uh, evolve, right. Evolve. Mm-hmm. They, they evolved into nothing, mm-hmm. right. This is like evolve. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah more I like, mean, it's just, they got, they got a bad history of just, uh, of, you know, um, pestilence basically like every time they go <laughs> yeah. somewhere else stuff they kill everything it's like when it's like when the carthaginians invaded rome and they went and salted that they salted the ground of carthage so nothing would ever grow again like that's just what yeah. wwe does it's just it's like it's fine like i, I think yeah. it's great i've been i've been long advocating tony conch they should send lots of their talent over to japan just to get better megan bain is currently yeah. in the middle of a stardom excursion if what i'm told yeah good and i'll be honest i watched. i never watched mariah mariah may wrestle before despite our good buddy scott the wrestling telling me i should she's good she strikes hard she she <laughs> got some wallop in her pops i like it
2: everyone should go yeah. to japan to get better yeah yeah everybody all right we, we got off we got off a little bit all right so we do um yeah the rock um so the rock returned to uh to raw this week um he beat up on a gender mall it was a great segment um gender came out doing the old like anti American gimmick, and then The Rock came out to defend our country from an evil Canadian, which I happen to love. You know, those Canadians you can't trust them. That was coming over to America, them. yeah. You have to build a wall, <laughs> <laughs> right. build a wall around the uh, fucking Idaho and Wisconsin and all these northern tier states. But
1: I'd be perfectly happy to build a wall around Wisconsin. As yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. But, um, so yeah, he, uh, he, he showed up, he beat up on gender and then he, uh, he teased a potential matchup with Roman Reigns. Um, you know, Oh, you know, I was going to talk about this. So our buddy Diego and guys, I'm going to get to you guys in the chat. Thank you guys, everybody for being in the chat. I'm going to get to some of your comments But Diego said, people think they will do it in Australia. Okay. JD, where did you first hear? Like I was like one of those guys early on. Right. But here's why. This this was and so people like to to use the word cope, right? And I don't think they actually know what that means. It's kind of like that scene from The Princess Bride like you're using that word but I don't think you know what it actually means, right? So um not everybody was coping when they said Australia. The reason why I said Australia originally was because there was a report like 2 weeks ago that the government in Perth were trying to get WWE to book The Rock for Elimination Chamber. I was like, "Okay." And and then it And I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe The Rock, just based on his schedule with not only the UFL, but maybe his filming schedule, maybe April is out for him, right? Maybe, maybe February in Australia would be a better time. And he, you know, it's like, shit, or get off the pot time. He might not be able to do WrestleMania, so maybe Australia is what would actually work for him. So there, that's that's why I thought that maybe Australia would be a possibility. Is WrestleMania the better play? Of course. But if you can't get him for WrestleMania and you can get him for a stadium show in Australia and it's a sold show and the government's paying for it, why not try it?
1: So this could happen. We don't know yet. Right. Yeah. This angle just started. We don't know where it's going. It very well could be on the Perth show. Yeah. It's not. You and I no. both know what's going to happen. <laughs> no adrenaline in my soul. Cody Rose won't make it at the show. <laughs> yeah. I wish yeah. I could make that work better, but I couldn't. Yeah, I'm not that talented. No, it's um, dude, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. You know what's really funny to me? Right. punk goes in cody Rhodes trying to finish the story every there's like options you could do and then the rock comes back and goes everybody goes oh yeah wait you're the rock you're more important than everybody else and quite frankly wd's been building this story legitimately been building this yeah. story for like three years
2: right so you have like, you
1: have to do it now
2: so so cody was only finishing the story because they just haven't been able to get the rock Right. And they extended it out one more year, hoping they could get the rock. That doesn't mean that Cody is less than Cody is Cody. He's a very big oh star no, it there. absolutely he's one, does he, mean he's, less, he's than. less than he's less than the rock, but it doesn't mean he's not still a big star and that he's not still important to the company. He is. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that it, he wasn't right to jump from AEW. I happen to think that he's better in WWE, like mm-hmm. he he fits better there and he is making a ton of money. He's headlining all these big shows. I don't absolutely. see it at being being an issue here but i know that people like to jump on cody and kind of make fun of him
1: hey, i'm very happy for Hacksaw, <laughs> cody Rhodes.
2: yeah <laughs> oh, that's fantastic but um <laughs> but yeah no um w- w- you know what? i i really don't think they should do the rock versus roman reigns at wrestlemania this year i, re- I really don't and uh, i'll tell you why i just don't think you want to give that that match away in philadelphia because philadelphia is kind of a shit town some <laughs> shitty sports teams um, they got the probably one of the worst football teams out there you know the phillies suck the philadelphia flyers suck um temple university sucks you know like they all suck so i don't think you want to do philly either
1: <laughs> i can't even follow that up no um, i was just saying,
2: yeah. <laughs> I, that, that was just me just shit talking god because i know he's gonna listen to this I'm tomorrow gonna and,
1: uh, go and ballistic tomorrow morning <laughs> when he's at the gym <laughs> listening to this that's yeah, awesome yeah um yeah. So, like, realistically speaking, The Rock versus Roman Reigns is literally the biggest pro wrestling match that can be offered right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It is.
1: Yep. It is. And Cody and, and Punk are just going to have to, you know, hopefully, hopefully it'll work out next year. Hopefully, Punk doesn't, you know, break something or tear something and need another surgery, or, which uh, we're or, ticking down on that, to, by the way.
2: Or try to assault Triple H. So. Try to, yeah. there's a ticking <laughs> clock out until that little
1: thing goes <laughs> south let me tell you yeah that's gonna um, be well you'll know you'll know something's wrong when nick hausman starts tweeting an awful lot about how bad oh. things are in wwe because it's not like that guy has a thought independently going through his head
2: nick hausman is a stupid dumb fucking idiot um, what what did what did uh, what did Punk say at the presser? You empty-headed dumb fuck that like the what he called Hangman Page. That's Nick Hausman. Uh, so mm-hmm. I had him later in the show, but we're going to talk about this let's Nick Hausman Jericho thing. With with the accusations, let's be real gentle on that because you know what I mean. We don't want to venture into that territory because Jericho has not even been accused of anything
0: in the hobby. and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just open up cards and saying, oh hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena dot com slash v o w net for ten percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of wrestling podcast network
2: nope. like he, there's been there's been no allegations and that's nope. been my whole problem with the story because Nick Houseman goes on his podcast and he's kind of alluding to possible um, improper behavior from Chris Jericho. Um, dude, and, and, dude, and then, he compared and then
1: him, Mike, don't sugarcoat yeah. this. He, yeah, compared oh no, I'm, him I'm, I'm Harvey to Weinstein for yes. God's sakes. Yes.
2: So he, he, he s- says that Jericho's this bad guy. And then, and then in the next sentence or whatever, like seconds later, and then he starts talking about Harvey Weinstein and here, here's my rule. And I'm going to throw Harvey Weinstein into this rule, right? If you're talking about somebody and you compare them to Hitler, Like they better actually be Hitler because if they're Hitler, then we all need to sign up for the draft and we got to go to war and take that bastard out. Right. Right. Like that's what we have to do. And if somebody you're comparing somebody to Harvey Weinstein, one of the the most egregious sexual predators of all time, then we got to get that guy in prison and hope he dies in a fire. Right. So when you do that, that's what people start to think of. So what he did was um, it was irresponsible. It was disgusting. It was clickbait bullshit. If he has a story, he needs to run with it. And if he has a story where he's got people like, you know, it could be off the record, whatever, you know, anonymous, whatever. But if he's got like detailed information about incidents with Chris Jericho, he needs to run with that story and report it and people will back him up and they will come after Jericho and Jericho would deserve it if it was true. Right. But he's just alluding to stuff. And then he's just using it to plug his podcast, which I I think that he should get a vote for the most disgusting promotional tactic in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. I'm going to write him in for what he's doing here because this is bullshit. Uh, honestly, and then, and then he's coming out against Russell WrestleTalk, saying Russell Talks defaming him because they accused him of backtracking, um, which that's not that most egregious thing in the world. So now he, he was starting to sue them for defamation or whatever and trying to get their contact information. So now this guy's trying to go after people defaming him, which is pretty fucking rich considering what he did to Chris Jericho over the weekend. Now, if Chris Jericho's guilty of some shit, let's get him out of here. But as of right now, he hasn't even been accused of anything. There's no information it's all bullshit at this point and and he needs to shut a stupid fucking big dumb idiot trap. Dude,
1: Ronan Farrow worked for years to uncover this Harvey Weinstein thing. Years. The man put sort the man worked and put sourced work together and changed the face of Hollywood, right? And it yeah. took effort and it took balls. So like to put yourself on that kind of a level, like what Ronan Farrow did, is disgusting. And then you don't even have the ball. If you got, and again, this only happened, this whole thing only happened because Chris Jericho and Stephen P. knew were arguing <laughs> on Twitter. Like, this is yeah. like the most fucking B list, boring bullshit, alliteration that you've ever seen in your life. Like, it just, and then it's like, okay, dude, you had this information, but you're going to sit on it and do nothing with it. until your buddy punk goes hey man go after jericho talk about that blah 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 because again because you have no freaking stones of your own if you got something do something about it if you have some news be a freaking journalist and do something i hate the wrestling news media and i wouldn't take a job at fightful if they asked me quite frankly
2: yeah you know i once i once asked them for a job um but i'm at the point now where even if they offered one i wouldn't accept it so um yeah um, but you know, and I really think that if the wrestling media had, had the balls, they would kind of, you know, band around and get, get rid of this guy. Right. Cause he's making them all look bad yeah. at this point. Cause th- yeah. dude, this is like, it's one of the more egregiously like bullshit things that's ever happened. You know, I, he's now like ringside news, right? Like he's like, this is Steve carrier ringside news. The entire wrestling media have gotten together and they don't want anything to do with that. Steve carrier guy. Nick Housman is getting into that. He's in that territory now. And and I think that they all need to say some shit and speak out about what he tried to do.
1: Like, that's the thing is it's much easier to be clickbaity and, you know, be all innuendo than like be Dave. Right. Yeah. It's hard to be Dave. Dave, it's, it's work and effort to be Dave. And I don't respect anybody that's ever hosted a podcast with Eric Bischoff. It's just very simple.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, and honestly, yeah. Yeah. Him and John Alba, both. Um, and uh, Conrad Thompson. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them <laughs> all. Yeah. Cause clearly they're, they're like truth. Isn't really all that important to them. Right. They like nope. these guys just want to be famous. Yep. Right. Wh- which is why he, whenever people were connecting the dots between Chris Jericho and Kylie Ray, he said nothing until he got onto his podcast, like a few days later. Right, he just let that stuff out there and fester, and then he's like, throw his hands up in there. I never said her name, yeah, but but everybody was connecting it to you, and you didn't say anything. So, what you what he then did was everybody should really listen to my podcast. Here's my podcast information, and he starts using it to plug his show. It's like, you don't care about victims, you don't care about any of this stuff. You're trying to win a Twitter beef with Chris Jericho because punk,
1: because you're trying to appease CM Punk, right. A guy who start who your relationship start out with when he tried to embarrass you in front of millions of people. Let us not forget that one. Like this, yeah. there's very few people that I respect less. And I'm very if we ever get to the point where we're that gross and clickbaity, like it's just it's time to throw up the the hands because like being famous yeah. is stupid, especially wrestling famous. Being wrestling famous is stupid, right? Yeah. And you have you just you threw away all your credibility and basically basically. Because you're irresponsible, you drag poor Kylie Ray into all this stuff who really just wants to be left alone, right? She's yeah. kind of made that a button like she's been cool, and, you know it's she's someone that struggles with mental health issues to begin with, and you let this happen so again, like you said, you went a Twitter beef with Chris Jericho to entertain Stephen P. New like this is stupid like this whole thing is just yeah. stupid and embarrassing.
2: Yeah, let me give a shout out to some of the folks in the chat. Um, IO Productions, Uh, what's up, IO? Thanks for being here, my brother. Um, We already talked to King of the North a couple of times. Um, Norbert, Norbert Kubak, the ace of NXT, Charlie Dempsey. Uh, Gerard Gerard Ryan in the house, Uh, TNA, big new distribution deal coming any day now, buddy. Uh, It's going to happen one day. You just keep checking. (laughs) You just keep checking it. Um, Amazon. Greg Blanton, Amazon jumping into the wrestling business heavily. I dude, Amazon raw to Amazon. I don't think is I really like, I don't I'm think that's saying. a
1: stretch to think that. I'm in, yeah. I've been saying it for months.
2: Yeah. Um, but uh, thanks for everybody for being in the chat I'm gonna do a p- quick plug and then we get to the rest of our topics head over to patreon.com slash the Mike and JD show Now uh, we've got tons of content coming out and uh, after this show after we get done recording this podcast uh, JD and I are gonna do an overtime show where we're going to do kind of a little bit of a tribute to, to killer Khan, And we're actually gonna watch the um, his 1987 feud with Hulk Hogan We got like a 30 some odd minute clip on YouTube that we're actually gonna watch so um, <clears throat> So everybody stay tuned for that that's gonna drop on our page patreon i'm gonna drop the full video so you're gonna watch the matches right along with us but if you're an audio guy audio will be up there too so that's gonna be really cool uh so uh please uh uh, check that out and thank you for being here everybody so um real quick before we do uh our our killer con stuff let's just do you know rest in peace killer con man he was a he was a pretty cool character Um, um I know, I know. Every, like Rich, especially, is kind of annoyed that everybody only connects him to WWE. But he was, you know, he was big all over every territory in Japan. And um, and I first um, saw him in World Class because I had this old like tape, Legends of World Class, and his match with uh, Terry Gordy was on it. And I was like, oh, it's fucking awesome. So um, I've seen that match a bunch of times. So yeah, but Killer Con, man, uh, rest in peace. Inspiration for the great Okan yeah. Because O'Connor yeah, basically to... lifted his
1: gimmick from KillerCon. So
2: nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Killer Con hasn't wrestled in what twenty five years or thirty years, something Ooh, like that. 30, so. 30 some years, yeah. 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 Um, so um uh quick, real quick, Kevin Dunn retires. Um what are your thoughts on that? Is he all elite?
1: Doing, that's my Kevin Dunn impression.
2: Yeah, sorry. this that's a bad bad radio. Uh yeah, he was uh, shaking oh, his yeah. camera, guys. I was
1: shaking my camera, sorry. <laughs> it's for the YouTube folks. Uh is yeah. he all elite? Probably not cuz he already got his uh, disciple and Mike Manser there, who does less yeah. camera cuts. I think he's done. No, I think I think I think that Kevin Dunn uh rides quietly into the sunset.
2: Yeah, I think he's got fuck you money. Um yeah. dude, I wish I could say who made the joke, but a friend of ours made the joke about, man, how long before Mike Mansuri uh, (laughs) starts to to, uh, gripe and try to get out of his deal there to go to WWE? Uh, Because you know at some point they're probably going to reach out to him. It wasn't one of the reasons why Mansuri left in the first place is because he knew that he couldn't replace Kevin Dunn. Kind of. am I making that up?
1: I thought I'd heard that, but at the same time, one, they are training people in XT. Two, the the thing that people aren't talking enough about in TKO is how they get rid of the redundancies. And – the day is coming quicker and quicker where WWE and USC just have the same production team.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause
1: why hire more people? You know, that's just, that's just the way these things go. They overwork people until they can't work anymore. So yeah. no, I don't. Um, if I'm Mike Mansory, do I want to go back to WWE? Maybe, maybe
2: not. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Yeah. It, it just depends on what his you know life goals are, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, all right, guys. There's a bunch of people in the chat here that want to talk free agents. Um, that was the big uh, hook for this show. We got free agency frenzy, uh, is what I'm going to call it in baseball. We call it the hot stove. Um, you know, like in the NFL, we got the first day of free agency. I wish that all contracts came due at the same time and then like dave Meltzer and sean ross and mike johnson and everybody would have to just like like adam schefter and ian rapaport and all these guys and ken rosenthal and baseball and Wojnowski and basketball like they're just like working the phones 24 7 figuring out which player is going to go to which team and all this and that so uh free agency frenzy um Lots of lots of people have just gotten out of their deals. You know, WWE 90-day clauses are up as of a couple of weeks ago. A lot of New Japan contracts are expiring. Uh, AEW contracts are expiring. Mm-hmm. And um, mercedes Monet been a free agent for a while, man. And we thought, like, I think we did, like, last time we were here, we were all in on her going to WWE. And then Joe and Rich thought maybe she'd be going to TNA. But it looks like she's very much back in play with AEW and that she's very likely to be uh, debuting there imminently. I, I, God, I think we had this conversation
1: a year ago. Like, I yeah. believe it when I see. I believe it when I see it. Um, the sources that I trust say it's probably going to happen. I, I would assume it's probably going to happen, but I don't think you can count it until it does. Especially with her, right? Because yeah. um, she could be a bit prickly when it comes to the contract negotiation stuff. So I don't know. I think it'd be. A, I think it's. A, it could be a game changer for WWE, like or for AW. Excuse me. Um, can a can a major woman be a major draw? Because I don't think she was with New Japan, but New Japan's also no. hard to watch, right? It's yeah. not like it's not like watching T. It's yeah, there's the Access show, but you know, Access is Access. Like, right. do a bunch of Sasha stands come with her if she goes to AEW? My instinct is no, but I I'd like to be proven wrong.
2: Well, I think AEW would do a better job of promoting her they just have more resources domestically Mm -hmm. to be able to promote her on a bigger platform for sure um their their production is so much better new like you said new japan's hard to watch yeah new New japan's like hard to watch because new japan's strong like domestically their pay-per-views are always usually pretty produced pretty poorly Mm -hmm. um and they always look pretty bad so uh, i think their latest one was um was uh, actually was probably looking their best. But for the most part, those those domestic pay-per-views did not look very good. And she didn't do too many matches for New Japan proper. And I think she only did a couple matches for Stardom. And, and Stardom, every Stardom match is a pay-per-view, right? Like all their events are pretty much pay-per-views.
1: I know they have a lot of pay per views. I don't know if they're all. Of them. I don't think all of them yeah. because they do a lot. They tour a lot. Like they run a lot yeah. of shows. But I don't. I am not a Joshi expert by any stretch of imagination, so I don't want right. to pretend. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I think that if A, I think AEW kind of needs to land it, because like the last wave of guys has has gone so in WWE's favor that I think they kind of need a big win right now. So if I'm Tony, I kind of, I think you kind of have to open up the checkbook
2: yeah yeah and i don't care if it's for five mil i I think i think you know you're you're gonna overpay for her but i think this would let everybody know that he really is serious about making his women's division um like a serious co-equals with their men's division right like isn't in in tna you know it's not so much that tna had like the greatest wrestlers in their knockouts division but they were presented as co-equals with the men right Mm -hmm. and like there weren't as many women's matches, but very often the women would be main eventing those shows, even probably to the detriment of pay-per-view buys, but they did it just because they wanted to present it as being co-equals. I think Mm -hmm. AEW still has not done that. They've headlined a couple of episodes of like Dynamite and Rampage with the women, but a a pay-per-view, a major event, they have not done that yet. And I think with mercedes Monet, you might be able to get there, especially if they're going to monthly pay-per-views.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't think there's been a women's story that, could have main evented a pay-per-view in AEW, realistically yeah. speaking like there's yeah. not one there you know, that exists
2: there was a good one with a brit baker for for a little while and i think they just headlined a, a dynamite with it i just can't remember what, what it, was point it was baker it was while. baker
1: and rose it was baker and thunder rosa it was that awesome yeah. it was an awesome match yeah but it was a dynamite and at the time they were only, only running four pay-per-views a year so yeah i want to say that was in like march or something so the timing wasn't right up but yeah i mean at this i don't think there's been a women's story that's been hot enough now you get mercedes in there maybe you can
2: yeah maybe you can. yeah they now they got mercedes they got mariah may who i, I think is going to work out pretty well for them oh, and me. they just they just debuted uh diana prazo off of a uh, off of uh impact television and uh people keep telling me that nobody watches impact but boy oh boy when diana showed up there i heard a lot of cheers I heard a lot of cheers yeah. i also heard a
1: lot of people go Deanna sounded very nervous and i'm like no diana sounded like diana like yeah. if you watch as, <laughs> as a couple impact guys, I could tell like, you, yeah. I didn't even think twice, about. It. I'm like, no, that's, that's just Deanna's voice. That's how she sounds.
2: Yeah. She's yeah. That, that's sweetie. just, yes, yeah, that's just, yeah. That's just how she sounds. Um, I mm-hmm. wouldn't really read too much into it. I, I kept thinking that like the voice would change over time in TNA, and TNA, it just never did. Like it's no just, better. that's just how she sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and that's okay. As far as in the ring, like she's, she's up great. at the top right there with everybody. Um yeah. people keep comparing her to Serena Deeb. But guys I want to tell you the reason why you keep comparing her to Serena Deeb, she's also Rip Rogers trained. Um and I think Serena probably helped train Deanna. Um, but right. I you know Diana's about ten years younger, so um, you know, Deanna's She's,
1: she's better. Let's be real. We don't have to sugarcoat I, it. Deanna's okay, better. I so
2: dude, I told I told Jeff Hawkins that she was better than Serena Deeb, and I don't think he's talking to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was like the time I told him that uh Joe Burrow was a system quarterback, he kind of threw his hands up. At me. <laughs>
1: um, Deanna, is there anyone more overrated than Serena Deeb? I Woman think the two years,
2: yeah. I think Serena Deeb is a very good technical wrestler. I, I don't agree. find her to be interesting, I just don't. No, I agree. I think mm-hmm. I think Diana is interesting. Um, I agree, she isn't. The, the only thing that holds her back, uh, the promos aren't even bad, but it's, her voice is kind of what holds her back a little bit. But when she, the way TNA presented her as like a major star, like you mm-hmm. believed it when she walked in. I think the virtuoso character and the gimmick is awesome. I, I, I like agree. everything about her presentation and I, 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 I if you're asking me who I'd rather have, I'd much rather have Jana than Serena Deeb. A
1: hundred percent. Because again, like I said, she's a decade younger, right? You're going to get yeah. more out of her. I think she's better on the microphone. I agree. She has, she has this kind of Kind of squeaky, I, I, maybe you could say whiny. I don't know. Like it's just, it's just her voice. It's just her inflections. Like, I would, honestly, honestly, she might be the best one there right now.
2: You you, you can make you can make that argument. Yeah, you you can make that argument. I think some of the uh, the Joshi fans might uh, try to assassinate you for saying <laughs> that because they they do have some Joshi. They would there,
1: try but. to do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. like, Heat yeah. is great, but she's barely on the show. Right, yeah. Rejo's barely on the show.
2: Like Riho shows up, does a match and then you don't see her again for like six months. For, for so, If you're lucky six months. Yeah. Like Reho's
1: on like the Andre, the giant schedule. She's turning the territories, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. A uh, king of the North says, um, that Athena is lurking. She yeah. Is Athena, good. Yeah. When, yeah. When she gets called up from ring of honor, when she gets called up from, <laughs> uh, you know, from, uh, NXT, she's going to be, she's going to be doing, doing pretty good. Um, and then, um, he also says a Megan Bain Camille versus Chris Statler and Willow Nightingale. So you know, let's okay. go ahead and talk about yeah, but let's talk about Camille. Um, it's she's on WWE's radar. I had her pegged for TNA, uh, honestly, because you know, she's coming off of NWA. NBA. Nobody really, you know, nobody really knows her yet. She's got this great look. She's you know super like got this presence about her. But I was like. You know, maybe she needs some time in, in TNA before she heads over to AEW or WWE, but it looks like WWE is kind of interested. So um, that's probably where she's ending.
1: I mean, she's good. She's got a great look. Like, she's pretty jacked. And uh, I don't know, they, they did all right with Eli Drake, who also came off of NWA programming right to WWE. And that worked out yeah. just fine.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that, that is true. Uh, maybe they can take Bram, too. That would be cool. We can get maybe, because maybe. I think John John Burke is back in WWE isn't he so like I think he's oh like is he really there. I think he oh, went back I'm not yeah I think he went back so maybe maybe uh maybe they do they redo the photo there with uh Bram and John Burke that I love so much oh that's a classic yeah Bram sucks. um uh, Trinity leaving TNA sets to return to WWE. Uh, this one, uh, this one hurt my feelings a little bit because, look, I'm not a fan of her in ring in ring work, but I just thought that she was good for TNA. I thought, like, you know, like her presence, or her, or, or everything, the whole gimmick, everything about her. And then, like, the bell rings and you're getting like three stars, you know, sometimes less. So, so that sucks, right? But I, I thought she was just like a good person to have in TNA. Uh, she always came across as like the biggest star on the show. Um, but it looks like she was just kind of using TNA to be a stepping stone to get back to where she always wanted to be, which was WWE. Uh, and now that Papa H is back in charge. She and her husband's a big star there clearly. So, uh, it looks like she's heading back over there, man.
1: Which Uso is she married to? Is she married to Yeet Uso or Drunk Uso? I'm not sure which one it is.
2: Is Yeet Uso not Drunk Uso? I don't, I don't know which one was getting in trouble. I I really don't know. I think the Uso
1: with the long hair, with the full long hair was the one who kept getting the DUIs
2: right uh dude i honestly i don't i don't know and i and i think that's to their that's to their advantage because like you don't know which one to be mad at that's a great call actually when you have a twin you can get away (laughs) with stuff yeah okay here comes our fact checker oh not the king and the both both of them no no but john one of them has more john jimmy jimmy yeah jimmy so yeah okay yeah Um, jimmy's
1: one with the which one is yeah jimmy yeah she's married to, to dui or so yeah, so Lost can, the match in the company. I don't think she no,
2: has like, No, 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 she, 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 no, she hasn't. She's only, she's only been there like six months. So, and, and you know what? I, I don't care. That, that, that part doesn't bother me. She's gonna lose the title to Jordan Grace. She's gonna finish up her dates. I hate the way they that TNA treated Deanna on her way out. They knew six months ahead of time Deanna wasn't coming back, and they beat her for six months straight. And it got to the point where beating Deanna doesn't really mean anything. So now, if Jordan Grace beats Trinity at Hard to Kill, which she's very likely to do that, then it actually means something because you beat somebody, right? You didn't just beat somebody that's been on a losing streak for six months. So I that that doesn't bother me, and she hasn't had that many matches either. I, you know, she beat she beat Diana a couple of times. She beat Alicia. She beat Mickey James. You know, no, no big deal. Do you still
1: did we steal that from Joe? Sorry, Joe. That's it's a good one.
2: You know, yeah. But, um, oh, we got, dude, there's more free agent news. Jeff dude, Nick. Yeah. Nick Nemeth. Um, Nick Nemeth debuts <sighs> in new G- dude. JD, you're wrong.
1: I know. T- I know. Did you watch? I, Kingdom? Like, I, I, I did- didn't see the whole show. I watched what Nick Nemeth did. And I have to be honest yeah. with you. Is the most is the best he's looked in years.
2: Dude, he turned me around. I I did a complete one eighty. And I and I know that you know people roll their eyes at me because I you know I'm very temperamental and I can do one eighties pretty pretty easily. But uh (laughs) but you know, I I thought he looked like a million bucks sitting out there at ringside. I love the fight with David Finley and I love the presser. I loved his promo afterwards talking about the importance. Uh he made it seem like this new global title title that means absolute shit. He made it seem like it was the most important thing in the entire world to him. I was like, damn it, he sold me, man. Like, hell yeah. Look, look at him. Uh, I and I'm I'm curious to see what he's gonna do there in New Japan.
1: It was a good debut. Let's see what it goes from here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Look, he's always been a you know, pretty good worker, right? And he yeah. could always cut a decent promo. It just seemed like he was apathetic his last bunch of years in WWE. Like it very it came across like he was just collecting a paycheck, right? like just kind of going through the motions and didn't really have anything to sink his teeth into. So maybe now that he's motivated and it, it, that's going to be the big question. Is he motivated to use these places to get himself back into WWE so he can do one last little run and then work main event for 10 more years, or is he just motivated to prove all the doubters wrong? And I, I'm curious to see what exactly how that works out for him.
1: I want to see what he actually happens when he's in the ring in new Japan. Cause it yeah. works. Would they, the work style is, is different than WWE. You've got to put on a little bit extra people had the same knock on Moxley when he jumped, right? When Moxley yeah. first, when they announced Moxley was going to the G one, people were like, I don't know if this guy can do a G one. And then it turned out, Oh, he's actually really great at wrestling. So <laughs> yeah. let's see what Nick Nemeth still has in the tank. Cause again, listen, I don't love the guy, but cannot deny what I saw with my eyes.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, Diego. Diego agrees. He said, "I thought he was going to follow the path of the WWE releases from the mid to 2010s." Yeah, that's what I right. thought too. Yeah. yeah, but when he showed up in New Japan, I was like, "Okay, this guy's taking himself seriously." Um, he's the TNA surprise, isn't he? This is from King of the North. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I think that he will be. I, um, I, I don't think that him going to New Japan is going to preclude him from going to TNA. I no. think he'll probably he'll probably end up working both. Um, and they, have I, working, and
1: I, they have a working relationship. No problem at all. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and as far as I can tell, there have been no reports saying that uh, Nemeth has signed an exclusive contract. He could just be there to work a program, right? Maybe a program or two. Maybe he, then they can extend him, book him for days for G1 or something, let him do a G1. A lot of these guys that, that think they're super workers, they want to go and prove themselves in Japan, right? Especially guys that were in WWE for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, that take themselves seriously it seems like it seems like we we don't have enough proof we haven't seen him in the ring yet the Dolph might be one of those guys a guy that doesn't take himself seriously and does not care about wrestling Rick Boogs he just retired <laughs> so he, he can't be in WWE he doesn't want to wrestle anymore which I you know what I agree with you buddy just stay retired
1: it's fine like did anybody have Rick Boogs is going to be some of the that was going to be a guy no it's fine. no yeah. Thanks for not. Uh, thanks for not wasting our time. That I appreciate. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, dude, I I respect it. Honestly, I'm glad yeah. he just came out. Like, look, if I can't be at the top, I I don't want to be here. So he's gonna go, you know, run a gym and sell smoothies and steroids. <laughs> Great name for a gym. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah I had a joke, yeah. but yours was better. So I'm gonna let, oh, I'm sorry. gonna let you win that one. <laughs>
2: Sorry, Sorry. Uh, uh, Alexander Hammerstone, uh, MLW. He uh, became a free agent on January first. Speaking of smoothies and steroids, <laughs> speaking, of smoothies. and now he's uh, booked against Josh Alexander for a hard to kill man. And I, and I love that match. Uh, and I he like I two. like Hammerstone and TNA. I think it's great.
1: I'm curious to see what they do with him. I like Hammerstone better as a heel than a face. I think he's. Uh, I think it just makes for a better heel. I think it, it suits his. It suits his talents and suits his persona better. And Josh is so goddamn likable. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I I hope, I hope they sign Hammerstone because I think it could be a really good marriage. Like I think they need a guy, and Hammerstone needs a home. And I think this, Mm -hmm. I think could work really well.
2: Yeah, when when he when it was coming up that him and Camille were both like um, they're becoming free agents at the beginning of the year, they were like my top two choices for TNA to sign. Obviously, aside from like you know Punk and Osprey and like all those people that we knew that they never really could sign. But I was like, look at TNA's level, and I think that people are kind of coming back down to earth a little bit, right? Scott Demore got everybody a little bit too excited, and he he even back backpedaled a little bit so much so that uh, our friend BQ he, he did a he did a whole podcast about it, and his thumbnail said Scott the Backpeddler. <laughs> so I got got to give a shout out to BQ. My the, I was like, look, I, no matter how long I stay in podcasting, I'm never going to beat that thumbnail. So I hate you, BQ, but that was that was that was a. <laughs> That was great. So now we're, we're kind of getting back to reality a little bit. And I was like, Hammerstone is like perfect for the level that TNA is at. I love the I love he, coming in. He's pretty good too, though. Yeah. Right. And he's yeah. got a little bit of a
1: throwback, but he's not like he's not quite Brian Cage. Like he's not that because Brian Cage does cool shit. Like Hammerstone's yeah. good, but he's not that right i think yeah. i think he could be really good in this company like i'm really yeah. excited i'm more excited to watch him and, and josh anything else that they announced in hard to kill before this to be honest with you so i'm i'm yeah in. i'm not, yeah not excited
2: yep no i i agree i agree with you there um andrade set to return to wwe uh, imminently i almost said imminently 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 <laughs> um, yeah he uh, he worked the C two and uh, got out of his deal somehow. It expired, I guess, on uh, right after World's End. He dropped. Uh, he dropped a fall to Miro there, and uh, they finished up that storyline. And looks like he's going to be heading back to WWE here really soon.
1: My internet went kaputsky on me for a second, so I have no idea what you oh, just said. Sorry, Mike.
2: I, I'm introing you So speak on Andrade going back to WWE. He is a
1: malcontent. He hated being there. He tried to fight <laughs> everyone in his sights. He was miserable. He cannot be happy anywhere. Now he's Hunter, Hunter's problem again. He can be with his wife, do mid card stuff for the LWO, and whatever. You know, he looked good on his way out, though. So, yeah,
2: yeah. I I I thought he was very impressive in the C two. And if that's the guy that WWE gets, great for WWE. Um, but. We don't know how long that would last. This guy has always been a problem everywhere he's gone. Um mouth, he was yeah. miserable in WWE when he he was miserable in WWE when he was there. He was wanting to get out of his deal. He, he got out miserable. of his deal went to AEW. He, he
1: was miserable in AEW. Yeah. He was miserable in CMLL. He was miserable in New Japan. At some point
2: maybe it's you. Yeah, yeah. Um and uh King Laura says can he can he take Miro with him? That would be great. Uh yeah. I would I would love that. And so would Miro, Miro would love nothing more than to go back to Papa H. I think that's exactly where he wants to be. Um, so also uh becoming a free agent, speaking of New Japan, uh, eighth grade Adam Page becoming a free agent, Clark Connors.
1: (laughs) That surprises me actually. And I don't know, I guess NXT can pick him up or something like that. I mean, I'm not a yeah, I'm not a huge Clark Connors guy. I mean, it's whatever. I mean, it'd be fine, I guess.
2: Yeah, I, I've never been a fan of his, like, he's a good little wrestler, but I just, I don't know. He, he reminds me of a uh, Jeremy Allen white. Like he's just likes like this little guy with muscles trying to play a big guy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I've just never been into Clark Connors.
1: No, yeah, he's fine. He's whatever. Yeah.
2: Um, Elias, he's now Elijah. And, uh, he is, uh, I guess he's going to be, uh, trying to get signed by somebody here pretty soon, but he's not, he is not retiring. He is a guy that I felt like he would just be, you know, performing at shitty dive bars doing guitar, you know, guitar stuff and singing songs, but it looks like he's going to keep wrestling. He did a whole vignette, which looked like it was filmed by the TNA production staff, to be honest with you. Like I, I thought that that was just something that they produced. So I get the feeling that's probably where he's going, but who knows? But uh, Elijah is no longer Elias.
1: Now he can really take that honky tonk man rip off to the next level, and just do this for the next fifty years. So I could yeah. care less. I just does for the rest of his career.
2: Yeah. Okay. And lastly, this is no longer free agent, free agency friendly uh, frenzy. We're going to end it on a positive note, um, or maybe a positive. Note. I don't know how you feel about this, JD uh, Tanahashi, new president of New Japan.
1: It's very common in the Japanese uh, business world where, like, a work guy will take over, right? that's um yeah. That's happened many times muto took over all japan well famously uh baba and anoki took over like started their own companies hashimoto started zero one like this is a crazy thing that's happened um it did seem like obari was not very popular anymore and i guess saying that he's willing to lose okada might have been the final straw so um let's see what happens let's see what let's see what kind of a businessman hiroshi tanahashi is
2: yeah, and and it very well could be more of a figurehead. I don't think he's going to be out there counting beans and negotiating contracts. He's probably got guys that do that stuff for him. You know.
1: Yeah, but it's Japan. It's different. Like, yeah. it's not uncommon for a top wrestler to become office in Japan. It's yeah. happened numerous times. So well, it's not it's not that crazy because it's Japan.
2: Yeah, and their partner promotion, Noah. I think Marafuji. He's like the top guy there too,
1: right? I don't I don't oh wait, yeah, that's a Justin question. I don't know if Mara Fuji's with the office or not. Okay. But I mean, I know he's he's got something on. We should ask Justin that next time we talk to him, actually.
2: Okay. Okay, cool. Well, uh, you know what? I think I think we covered it all. So thank you everybody for being here. Wow, we did it in an hour and four minutes. We went super rapid fast on the free agent ones, <laughs> which which is pretty cool. Hopefully we did it in about 10 minutes. I'll clip it for YouTube. <laughs> but um, yeah, so everybody head over to patreon.com slash the Mike and JD show. Uh tell your friends, make sure you're a subscriber to the voices of wrestling um network here. Uh give us a big thumbs up, like us, uh subscribe to the Mike and JD show YouTube channel and give a big like and uh comment on the the videos and do all that good stuff we'll be back out with some more content this coming up weekend we're going to be watching uh, doing a watch along with some killer con stuff i'll be doing some more tna talk uh this coming up weekend as well as more news to uh trickles out as we head into hard to kill next weekend go ahead
1: Mike and my answer I'm gonna announce too. Mike is actually yes. gonna guest host with us on Superhero Speak this Sunday night. Yeah. We are gonna review the Iron Claw. So we're actually gonna simulcast it on the Superhero Speak YouTube channel and on the Mike and JD show YouTube channel. So I'm very excited to have my two worlds collide. I'm sure people think that now taking over our show, but okay, it's gonna yeah. be a lot of fun. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that. We'll talk Iron Claw and then like randomly I'm going to bring up how awesome Blue Beetle was cuz I I just like I like hearing you guys talk about comic book movies. I'm like, "Hey, I watched one, guys. It was awesome." Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know the, it was awesome.
1: I'm curious how the rest of the show is going to go, quite frankly. Uh, the, yeah. the the Iron <laughs> Claw talk will be fine. Everything else? Not sure. What's well, going to be it
2: Yeah, you guys Yeah, if you guys start talking about like uh, ancillary characters from, you know, third-rate comics, I'm like, yeah, you, "I'm like, guys, you lost me." But um But I I can usually hang up with just about any talk when we're talking about movies. So, Um, but hey guys, that's gonna do it for us this week. Um, I want make sure that uh, make sure that you're a subscriber. Make sure you check out Voices of Wrestling. We got all kinds of stuff dropping on the show. Um, And uh, I wanted to give a a a plug: Garrett Kidney and his uh, TNA podcast. Uh, He's got the TNA History Pod. They, they've got some cool content out uh, that just dropped. Uh, Final Resolution 2006, I was listening to that today. So everybody go check it out. Check out the flagship. Uh, do all that good stuff. Um, I really appreciate you guys for being here. And until next time, mahalo. Uh, 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 uh. Competition starting to get thick. It's the click, so I hope you watch your A-game, a No way from the track when we unite as pick. This is an A-game, better bring
1: your a A-game. A-game competition starting to get thick it's the click so i you your eight game eight made no rain from the track when we- cheering at pro wrestling shows in japan is back and 2023 is already shaping up to be a big year in the history of pro res that's why you should listen to the emerald flow show from the royal road to the green mat paul and gerard take you into the world of all japan pro wrestling and pro wrestling Noah. Not only do we analyze events, but we examine business, who is getting over,
0: what angles are working, or not. Occasionally, we take a look at other Japanese promotions like DDT and Zero One. So if you're looking for more coverage of the world of Japanese wrestling, check out the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, available on all of your favorite podcast apps.